everybody. Welcome to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast, the only podcast for On Microsoft. Uh, and I think I said that what, three or four times. I got On in there. So I'm going for a record again. You need to uh, represent I, the brand. Right. Just lots of On, 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 On. Um, my name is Kareem Anderson, and I'm joined uh, tonight with the world's greatest co-host. Arif Bacchus. Yeah, we're here to bring you some uh, Microsoft news, uh, any and all of it. We're going to have a, a couple of topics uh, to talk about today, so big ones that kind of happened over the week, starting off with uh, some Surface Laptop rumors. I know those of us who are anxious about clamshell laptops and really enjoy the Surface brand, uh, this is potentially some good news uh, to talk about. And then if you're a fan of Microsoft Edge, there was a big update this week. So we'll just look through some of the things that have changed in the new uh, version 88 of Microsoft Edge. And then there's the biggest news, uh, which is <laughs> we had Fall Guys on Xbox plus some Xbox Live uh, Gold news, Xbox Gold Live news, and uh, some moonwalking that Microsoft's currently doing this weekend on some uh, proposed changes. As the title that. says, uh, we are calling it drama a little bit. And it's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit of the drama uh, that happened this weekend. And then all of that, plus uh, our specialty, our featured uh, piece. The, the week ahead. Yeah, where we're going to be talking about some reviews and some other more uh, interesting Microsoft news, some teasers, some uh, insight builds, and one uh, potentially huge uh, political thing <laughs> involving Microsoft. That we'll be keeping an eye on during the week. And All let's that. not forget also our special guest that we do have coming soon. Yeah, we have. Uh, we're bringing you guys another guest uh, because we've decided that that is what people want. They, you know, as much as you guys like to hear us, maybe a third voice would be welcomed. So just uh, get us started now and talk about this Surface Laptop 3 Plus or maybe even Surface Laptop 4. I know you're a Surface guy. Yeah. Um, so um, I believe an FCC uh, uh, Bluetooth certificate for the Surface Laptop. We don't know what the official title is. We're just going to go with 3 Plus right now because it seems like a Plus type upgrade. Uh, we had the Surface Pro 7 Plus, which came in with a new chipset and uh, a tweak to where the I believe the storage is at now. SSD, uh, they, removable SSD. The removable SSD. Uh, aside from that, it's really just more of a minor spec bump. And based on this Bluetooth certificate, it seems that the Surface Laptop 3 Plus is following it's following suit. Uh, there are rumors that it could be coming out, and these rumors are coming, again, from uh, sources close to the matter. Uh, I think believe Zach Bowden over Windows Central kind of reported on this. Um, some believe it can be coming out as early as uh, the end of this month or early next month. Windows Central is a little more cautious, thinking that it can come out between uh, March and April. Either way, it's an early refresh, not uh, indicative of their fall lineup, which they normally have, uh, where they kind of do the big splash of three, four plus Surface devices all being upgraded, uh, some of them with design changes. Um, yeah, so again, Surface Pro, Surface Laptop 3 Plus is coming potentially with just the uh, Intel uh, 11th Gen, uh, some updated AMDs as well. And uh, so far, no word on any kind of redesign as of just yet. And this is kind of leading to a theory that uh, I was kind of pitching back and forth with uh, RF myself, 
is that, and uh, I believe Lauren as well in the chat, is that uh, because of COVID, uh, it's easier for uh, Microsoft, at least as of, as of right now, to produce uh, spec bumps because they can keep the same chassis, uh, don't have to do any new milling for, for uh, the insides and kind of rearrange uh, I.O. and stuff like that to just kind of do this and perhaps maybe take 2021 off. What do you think? I think it's probably like everything else in the computing industry. It's probably, like you said, more about the money and trying not to overspend like in the middle of a refresh cycle. I mean, right now, all of the laptops we're seeing have 11th gen chips and it's probably going to hold strong all the way up until the end of this year. So if the chips themselves aren't really that different, it makes sense for Microsoft not to overhaul the design of the laptops and rather just call it a minor specs upgrade, like what Apple has did with the MacBook lineups between like the last, what, two or three years. They've always been the same, and it's just been small things like uh, new chips or new, new the touch bar or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, again, for those of us who were excited and kind of pushing for Microsoft to upgrade the design, you know, probably add an additional USB-C port or... It, an, another USB-A port or somehow squeeze in there, micro SD or something like that. Uh, we may be waiting a little bit longer. It'll be interesting to see what, if anything, they have to introduce in the October timeframe. Um, I don't know, again, if they're waiting to to do that or if they're, again, just take this year off, which, you know, for enthusiasts might be bad news for uh, their R&D, might be great, give them a chance to keep, keep catch up. And uh, and as you said, without huge advances coming from Intel, um, you know, there's no real incentive for a lot of people to kind of go out and, and rush and buy these new devices. Is that like a good thing or a bad thing for Microsoft? Because right now everyone is like going hard on Apple for, oh, they have a new M1 chip in their in their MacBook. And oh, I think uh, Bloomberg the other day on Friday was like, oh, they're planning a big redesign. So where does this leave Microsoft in that space of Apple? You know, everyone always does it, compares Apple to Microsoft. So if they're just going with min- with minor specs bumps, is it disappointing per se? Um, well, it's disappointing as far as news coverage is concerned. Again, <laughs> yeah. For the, if I even was being generous, the 20% of enthusiasts and creatives who use Windows, for the 80% in enterprise who all rushed out and bought laptops to kind of hold themselves over for quarantine and COVID and things like that, it's it's great news for them. They don't have to worry about, you know, their uh, Surface server being outdated. They don't have to worry about their company uh, refreshing their inventory or anything like that. They can just say, hey, you know, we bought laptops last year. They haven't changed anything. That saves some money, everybody. That's but yeah, the, the comparisons are going to be there. They're going to, you know, point to how outdated because again, Microsoft's always sort of behind, <laughs> yeah, right. wise and spec wise for their Surface devices. So now they're putting such another year behind potentially. Uh, so yeah, the the narrative is going to be horrible. But though I think they'll weather the storm. Either way, it looks like these this Surface. Well, I'm just going to call it next generation surface laptop because i don't know if it's three plus or four or six or eight or ten spec bones are all pluses then the next surface laptop either way it looks like it's a reality because other than the bluetooth certification i believe it was a couple of weeks ago 
It also passed through testing in somewhere in Korea through their certification testing, and everyone reported on it then. And so, and then also they had the the leaks on Geekbench where they spotted the AMD and the Intel chips and the code names that Microsoft uses for Surface products. So it definitely looks like this thing is coming sooner rather than later. I mean, hey, I mean, they could also sort of give uh, the design a refresh by just adding new colors. And if the chipsets are fast enough, um, it you know, you'd be surprised how much life that gives an old device. Like, everyone's gushing over the M1 chip, but the design of the MacBook hadn't changed. Yeah, right. People yeah. are like, oh, I'm going to rush out and buy this new MacBook because it has a better chip. So if AMD, you know, we know what Intel can do, um, and these Iris uh, X, I think it is Iris X graphics, Iris XC, yeah. XC graphics, if these prove to be, you know, formidable and a chassis that's, you know, everyone knows and, you know, it's not like the laptops are super thick and they need to be thinned down and the bezels are crazy, like, you know, if you get yourself a, a nice new blue color, nice new sandstone color, something like that, and remain the keep it the same people are still going to rush out and be like oh, i got the new one i got the new version bring back burgundy by the way i love that one uh just uh slap a new color on it and call it new and everyone will buy it marketing like baby, they did guys, with the oh. iphones exactly <laughs> well um something that is also new is the new version of microsoft edge uh so you might have heard that Google rolled out version 88 of Chrome. So right after Google rolled out version 88 of Chrome, Microsoft rolled out version 88 of Edge. Uh, as you know, both the new Edge is built in the, on the same engine as Google Chrome, which is Chromium. So a lot, but there's a lot of different features that separate Chrome from Edge. So there's a lot of new stuff that Microsoft is introducing in Edge 88. First of all, um, for you people who are still holding on to Flash Player, which was uh, declared dead, I think, in December, Edge 88 officially removes the built-in Flash Player in Edge and support for the legacy FRP protocol. And then in addition to that, now we're getting into the juicy stuff, which is the new stuff. There are a couple of new features and design changes. First of all, you should notice now that they've updated the icons in Edge to have the new Fluent Design icons, which we talked about last week when we went hands-on with Windows 10X. There are now some new icons that better match up with what we've seen so far in Windows 10. The, the Home icon, the Refresh icon, Favorites icon, uh, Apps icon, they're, they're all now more, more cleaner and more simplistic to better match up with what, what we've seen so far in Windows 10. And then in addition to that, uh, vertical tabs is also going out of beta. So if you see, if you have a lot of tabs open, you could stack them to the side of the browser rather than the top to help make it easier to manage whatever you're working on right now. And then obviously something that a lot of people are doing right now is they're working across different platforms where passwords might be saved. And it's really important right now to have passwords that aren't one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ABC, one, two, three across every website. You want to have different passwords for everything, every different website that you go to or that you're using. So Edge is getting a new password generator and this new password generator will help suggest strong passwords when you sign up for new accounts on the web 
or when you change existing passwords for online services. And then there's also a new password monitor that will help scan your passwords to see if they've been breached. It's a lot about security, but there are also some other things too, which should help in terms of performance. And I'll let Kareem get into those. Yeah, uh, let me see our notes here about the performance stuff because I had to refresh myself uh, and take a step back because I've been an insider for uh, forever. So uh, when these new features were announced, I had to actually go back and re remember what you know some of you people who are on the public release uh, channel are kind of experiencing now. So uh, looking at some of the other features, we have um, uh, so history and uh, history and tab sync, uh, which are kind of, which I guess should be coming to you guys uh, if you haven't already had it. That's uh, a big one because Chrome had that for like years now, but Edge launched without it, and everyone was so upset. So now you could finally sync everything that on your across different PCs. And it's actually pretty subtle uh, the way that they do the notification to to notify you that this is a new feature. So uh, if you're flying around your browser, you may um bypass that innovation just keep an eye out for it um you can also right click on uh any word and web page do a search in the side panel which has been uh kind of a game changer for me because now i don't need to necessarily open up a whole new tab to then forget that i had it open and have to close it at some point point i could do the search it just kind of slides the uh i'd say one fourth of a of a, of a page um in size and it's a full uh, Microsoft being powered search. Uh, so if there's you know images or anything else associated with it, wiki pages, they all kind of just show up in the page. And it's great for copy paste as well. You don't really lose your spot when you're able to you know kind of just take the text from that search right into the same page that you're in. Um, the company's also added 24 new themes. So I'm gonna have to try and check out these new other official themes that they have, which is again, kind of a cool thing to have. I know that Chrome has a version of it that you can either get from the web store or you can find sources you know, online and other web pages to kind of do it. So if you're looking to you know, just change up the monochromatic gray theme or if you're using the light theme, uh, this would be something kind of cool to use. I'm waiting for them to tie this into uh, the settings menu so that it can do an automatic switch, which I think would be kind of cool. Like you can have your tiles, your, you know, I think of those of you who do the outline border on your windows uh, and other things that are highlighted with your theme from your settings, kind of transferred over to the Edge browser automatically or based on your background. That'd be pretty awesome. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, Edge users will soon notice a new experiment in, in the new uh, tab page with a new smart tile for Outlook showing that uh, the three most recent emails as well as shortcuts for creating new emails or events. So again, it's really just, I believe, preparing everybody for the Windows 10X future when everything yeah. is done through the browser. And I'll let you kind of run with that idea. Again, Edge Edge is not, if you have not tried the new Edge, we both suggest that you go download it now and play with it because it's not what it was uh, two or three years ago. Yeah, it's not your it's, Papa's Edge. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not your daddy's Edge. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's some can argue it's even better than Google Chrome because of, if you're a Microsoft person, the way it integrates with Windows and the way it integrates with your Microsoft account, it's really amazing. Yeah, I um, 
I'm, I'm working. I have a coworker who I've actually convinced, not through my own pitching of the of Edge, but just through you know he's seen me use it and kind of you know just the things I've been pulling out of it, and he slowly moved from Chrome. Uh, you know, it took about four to four to six weeks, but as he started, you know, he really just saw Edge as you know your Chrome launcher. Like you go there, you get Chrome, <laughs> and you forget about it. And he asked me the other day, like you know, or a few weeks back, like, hey, what do you use? And it's like, you know, I use Edge and. Every now and then, if I need to use something specific with Chrome, I'll pull it out, but I normally don't. And I've seen improvement in battery life, which was the big kicker for him. That's one of the reasons I started experimenting with it. And then all the other built-in features, like I said, like search and stuff like that, because I got them on the Insider as well. And he's been like, dude, this, I didn't know Microsoft had a browser this powerful. Like he's used to Internet Explorer, which was a bog. <laughs> the old Edge that came right with um uh, uh windows 10 and the old internet explorer slash edge experiment in windows 8 but now he's been using edge and loves it so you know it's worth like you know i said it's worth a second look um and they're iterating on it super quickly like because they dropped the edge html they've been able to kind of you know toss out features test features at such a, a pretty quick clip that uh anything that you may be longing for from chrome could be you know done within a few months or so says so uh try it today we'll put the link in the down put the link in the downloads put the <laughs> put the put the link in the comment below so you could go download it if you want to play with this new version of edge yeah that's um, awesome speaking of new uh let's get into xbox live gold because there is some new drama that we want to talk about yeah uh microsoft is pulling a mulligan. They had a whoopsie <laughs> going into the weekend. <laughs> uh, I believe, was it Friday was the news broke? Friday morning, there was some big news about the price of Xbox Live Gold increasing. But then by Friday afternoon, not even afternoon, at midnight on Friday, which is basically Saturday morning now, they did a complete 360. But um, I'll let you get into the details because you're an Xbox guy. Yeah, I'm an Xbox guy, and for the most part, uh, they've kept Xbox Live Gold separate from Xbox Game Pass. And the Xbox Game Pass is basically uh, sucking up all of the cool new features and promotions and sales and discounts. While Xbox Live Gold, because it's used mainly just to get online, has remained steady. And you know, at some point, we all figured that they would merge them into just one subscription. And I believe what they did this weekend where they, or this Friday, <laughs> where they decided to raise the price, uh, you know, and in some markets that they hadn't raised it in years, uh, they decided to raise the price. It was one way to push people into a future where it's just uh, bundled into one price. Kind of what like Netflix is sort of doing to us every other year where, you know, they say, hey, it's going to be another dollar or so. Don't worry about it. We'll give you more content. Microsoft tried it and people... Did not go for it. Um, what they originally had was, the, at least as far as the proposal Friday morning, was uh, Xbox Live Gold was going to go up in price from, uh, what were the deal, what were the prices? For one month, it was going to be $10.99, three months, uh, $29.99, and for six months, $59.99, um, or your market equivalent, wherever you're at. And so in some markets internationally, that you know, it's, it's kind of a hefty increase in price. They threw it out there, like you said, Friday morning. Usually when you have bad news, like what everyone's perceived <laughs> right, to be, yeah. 
you do it Friday evening, Friday and late evening, and you kind of go through the weekend and let it, you know, stew. I don't know why they decided to do it Friday morning, but uh, I think the outcry, the feedback was so prevalent that they ended up, like you said, Friday evening, kind of backtracking and saying, like, there will not officially be a price increase. So they heard from the fans. Uh, they, I could think, you know, Phil Spencer could probably see through telemetry that they were losing some of that goodwill they've been building up over the last four to five years as an Xbox team. Uh, I'm glad that they decided to go back on this, but I do fear that <laughs> this isn't the first that we've seen of, of the merging. And I feel like it's going to need to be more of a Band-Aid situation where they just rip the Band-Aid off, throw, it, throw in the requirement for Xbox Live Gold, and put it into Game Pass at some point, and not backtrack and just force people into this new one subscription future. But with the change that they announced at midnight on Friday evening, it also means that free to free to play games on Xbox consoles will no longer need Xbox Live Gold. So games like uh, Fortnite, which is which is free to download, you could play it with your friends without having to to pay for Xbox Live Gold. So if you're allowing people to play games for free, it may be hey you're showing them hey this is what Game Pass is capable of. Let's let's see if you could try that too. Yeah, it was it was you know as we do the like you know uh, bundles of you know one month, three months, six months. I believe Jez Corden uh, over at Windows Central, who's you know their Xbox gaming beat guy, really put it succinctly when he compared the twelve month subscription plan with the new proposed price as being one hundred twenty dollars versus PlayStation Plus at sixty dollars. And when you look at that huge of a divide, that huge of a of a, of a uh, gulf between the prices and what they essentially do, it, it made no sense. And I think people, again, responded to it. And I applaud Microsoft for basically coming to their senses and saying, like, hey, not only are we not going to do that bad idea, we're actually going to kind of do what most of you wanted us to do for, for quite some time. But that was not the only Xbox thing that uh, we want to talk about today. So uh, you guys might be familiar with Fall Guys, pun intended, which is a new plat a new platform battle royal game developed by Media. What is it? Media Tonic. It, yeah, it's one of the right. most one of the most hyped games of 2020, other than Cyberpunk, which uh, uh, is among, really anymore though. And Among Us, <laughs> and yeah. uh, it it launched on PC and PlayStation 4 in August, towards the end of last year. And it sold over 11 million copies on Steam. And it's one of the most downloaded free PlayStation Plus games of all time. Well, obviously, from what I just said there, it's not on Xbox. It's only on PC. But uh, a message from a Reddit user, it gained some traction as it showed the Xbox team teasing the arrival of Fall Guys and Xbox Game Pass. The team is known for its use of, of that tone on Reddit and social media, but the reply to the to the thread on Reddit, which we'll have the screenshot of here, it's it's very it pre seemed pretty serious that Fall Guys is coming to Xbox Game Pass, and it was even on Twitter, I believe the Game Pass account tweeted that Fall Guys is coming to Game Pass, and then I sent this to Laurent. I'm like, hey, you got to write an article about this. This is big news, <laughs> and then he was in the middle of writing the article, and then the 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 company behind Fall Guys, they basically tweeted out that 
uh, it's not coming at this time. So basically, maybe Microsoft jumped the boat and announced something be- ahead of time before it was happening. But for now, it looks like Fall Guys is not coming to Xbox Game Pass. So don't get your hopes up. Yeah, it's a bit disappointing um, for that to you know have transpired the way it did. I think again, it just seems like uh, this week weekend ish, which is the bad. It was a, was a big L for Xbox in general. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they they tried some things. The timing was off for a lot of it. Um, as you know, I'm sure their prepared statement for what they did with. Um, Xbox Live Go applies to Fall Guys as well, where I believe they quote saying, we messed up today, and you're right to let us know. Today's update on the announcement reads, uh, connecting with, uh, connecting and playing with friends is a vital part of gaming, and we failed to meet our expectation of players who count on it every day. As a result, we've decided not to change Xbox Live Go pricing, and I believe they could just put a comment there, and we are looking to get Fall Guys. <laughs> On Xbox as soon as possible. Sorry to get your hopes up. I can't. I literally, that's like the most sorriest statement you could ever say. <laughs> hey, I mean, there's got to be points for sincerity, right? Like, you know, they, I believe, again, under Don, uh, is it Metric or whatnot? They wouldn't have apologized at all. They did said, you know, stay in your submarines and screw you with that internet. But at least they're saying, like, hey, you know, we admit that we messed up. And uh, we're looking to fix it. So uh, for those of you who got your hopes up for Fall Guys this, this weekend, um, there are plenty of other Xbox Game Pass games to play. And I'm sure, you know, hopefully by the end of this year, we'll have some better news about that. But like like everything else, Microsoft, because this is Microsoft we're talking about, this is not the first time that, that this happened. I think uh, Laurent wrote it in his news piece about it. Um, Phil Spencer a couple of years in December 2019, he stated that um, Control from Remedy would be coming to Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> and then the developer tweeted out like, no, it's not coming to Game Pass. But then <laughs> at the end of the earlier to start this month, it finally arrived. So which is why maybe maybe it is true. Maybe it's coming, but the developers are maybe not ready to announce it yet. Yeah, um, I think we also need to all kind of take into consideration how many moving parts are involved in marketing, in development, in sales, in acquisition. Like, you know, there are so <laughs> many people that it isn't like someone came and whispered in Phil's, <laughs> Phil's ear and he tweeted it out like, oh, this is straight from the horse's mouth. This is, you know, probably layers of bureaucracy saying like, hey, you know, we plan to have this. Just let us know when the go date is and somebody slipped up. It's there's always a slip up in these kinds of things. Yeah, but this is a pretty big one. Maybe for a game <laughs> that people weren't interested in, like Cyberpunk, that's fine. But this <laughs> game people seem to be interested in. I think Cyberpunk is the new Windows Phone, isn't it? It's you know what it is. It's actually I believe it's almost worse than Marvel's Avengers because that came out with such like you know fanfare and hype and I believe what are they at like ninety. 90- they're 90% less capacity than when they launched. Like, they were struggling to get people to play. And the game, you know, in the game rolled out in really good shape. Like, it was a well-designed game. It was just boring and not up to players' expectations. Cyberpunk came out, and it was broken. And it still didn't meet expectations. So, it's... I wouldn't say it's a Windows phone just yet, but it's definitely in the Marvel's Avengers 
boat right now. Like it came out super hyped, and I don't hear a lot of people talking about it right now. It's unfortunate. <laughs> well, um, I think th- 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 those were the bulk of the topics that we wanted to get to today, which means it's time for the week ahead. I know we're gonna need like some kind of like sound, like some some sound, some songs, and chime to like get us into that. We'll work on that. Like the old Lumia ringtone or something Ooh, to bring back yeah, Windows Phone Five. Yeah, we need to add that. Bring that back. <laughs> so um, this week for the week ahead, um, Aki, which sells like chargers and headphones and cables and other accessories on Amazon, they actually reached out to us and offered us the opportunity to review one of their headphones as well as their one of their. USB-C hubs, 12-in-1 USB-C hubs. So we do have uh, two of those reviews planned for the week ahead. And then uh, I'll let Kareem get into some stuff that he wants to talk about as well. Yeah, we expect to see some more builds, uh, obviously, uh, come out. Um, While the expectation is that they're going to be minor, my hope is that we'll start to finally see some of this um, Sun Valley stuff start to proliferate through testing. Um, so again, keep in mind that, you know, this is more fundamental under the hood code changes and things like that to keep it stable kind of builds coming out with the hope that we'll start seeing Sun Valley or at least some apps, uh, the inbox apps updated to that. Maybe I'm waiting to see the settings. I feel like that should be tested thoroughly. So hopefully Microsoft will start seeding some of the Sun Valley stuff as well. We're also pushing closer to the 20, what is it, 21 H1 update now because April is coming on. We'll be in February by next weekend, uh, well, in a week and a half or so. So, yeah, I think you're right. It's time to get started and, and get us these new features for us to play with. Totally agree, man. I'm waiting for it. Because, again, I'm, I'm enrolled in Insider. And I do it now out of a force of habit. I see, like, you know, one of us will write about it. I'll, be, I'll rush over and update it, and nothing changes. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> well, that was an empty thrill, so to speak. But I want to start getting, like, hey, this is a new feature. Try this out, you know, test this out. That's like me and the news and interest feature, which I still don't have, by the way. I got it on two of my devices now. I, I, it showed up on my Surface Go to uh, just today. As I updated, uh, I think that would be the last topic, unless you no, have we something gotta, we gotta tease to our add. Guest. Oh, right, right, yeah. yeah. So we do have a guest coming on next week to the show. Well, it's technically under embargo as as of right now, so we can't speak a little bit uh, too much about it. But it is someone who works with Microsoft, and it's a pretty big guest that we really look forward to talking to. Yeah, it's not a topic I think you're all going to enjoy. Um, so just keep your eyes peeled. Uh, we'll be kind of, uh, once the embargo is lifted, you'll start seeing some news about it uh, going into the week and then uh, speak with our guests uh, going into the weekend. So there is also some political news that you want to discuss relating to Microsoft, if I'm not mistaken, right, Kareem? Yeah, um, I believe a journalist by the name of uh, Judd Legum, Legum, his last name spelled L-E-G-U-M, so however you pronounce that, please correct me later, um, pointed out some inconsistencies with Microsoft's uh, public image versus their private political donations. Uh, in one of his tweets, he mentions that Microsoft is one of the largest contributors to the members of Congress who tried to subvert the democratic process. Microsoft has made no commitments to stop funding this group. At a company meeting on Thursday, 
President Brad Smith explained why. And unfortunately, the uh, explanation is a bit appalling. Um, he's basically, Brad Smith in his explanation says that we are doing donations uh, constantly to political parties because we would like a seat at the table. We'd like to have a presence there. Um, for the particulars of this situation, um, you know, it seems like a pretty clear cut case for paying individuals who are objecting to the Electoral College is like paying for people who are trying to silence the votes of certain uh, individuals. Uh, he's got a long Twitter thread. Uh, it's about 15 part pieces. He breaks down uh, transcripts. He breaks down uh, signed checks and dates, uh, individual uh, political uh, represent representation and, rep and representatives and um, what states are from. Um, and it's, you know, all just not a very good look for Microsoft at the moment. We'll be covering it. Uh, I believe since he's uh, tweeted that, uh, since the Thursday meeting, Microsoft has actually recently come out with uh, a further explanation and clarification. Um, there is a piece that we'll link to uh, about this where they kind of explain, um, make, sure, make sure I get that right. Uh, and this is early on, we got this from um, Business Insider. Uh, confessing to or, or acknowledging the criticisms of the donations to lawmakers and how they are basically going to halt donations and further reevaluate uh, who they donate to. Um, we don't know for how long, uh, how long this evaluation is going to be, but we'll be covering that as well. We just want to make sure we get both sides. And, you know, this is Microsoft. It may not be as glamorous as talking about Windows or Microsoft Edge, but it is very important. And I believe we're not going to be the only people covering this. Very well said, because this will be a very important topic heading to, into this year. Especially when you have to reconcile their donations with that party versus the Biden administration, who I believe will be taking an active role in um, scrutinizing large companies like Microsoft, Amazon, and Google going forward. Well, I think that with that said, uh, that pretty much does it for this week. Yeah, um, it's again, it's. You know, it's 2021, it's January, everyone's back, slowly getting back to work. Uh, and by back to work, I mean like producing things and creating things and living news. Um, so we expect to, you know, just have jam-packed jam uh, podcasts from, you know, here on out. So yeah, thanks everyone for watching and we hope to see you again soon. Oh, and follow us on Twitter too. I am at ABACJourn and you are? At MindHead1 uh, on Twitter. Yeah, so thanks for watching, everyone, and see you again soon. Same place, same time. Stay safe, wear your mask. See you next week.